Hello. <laughs> Hello and welcome to live streaming on Twitch uh, where anything is possible. Uh, we do want to welcome you to tonight's performance of Modern Romantic Magazine Incorporated Productions LLC and Company of Romeo and Juliet, the second half, Acts 3 through 5. Um, before we go any further, uh, can you drop a line and just confirm? Can you guys hear us? I wonder if a couple of people, start, yeah, a couple of people left and came back. They probably thought it was their own device that was at fault. Possibly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So thank yeah, we you. dropped we dropped a few viewers and we're back now to the same amount. So I think we're okay. Okay. Um, we'll do our opening one more time. Uh, just like the opening of a show, we do ask that you turn off any electronic devices such as crying babies, laser pointer pens, and any other Federation Galactic devices, and anything that might cause a statewide um, blackout, you know, that might be really helpful to keep our viewers. So that'd be really nice. Thank you in advance. Um, uh, this show, like we said the last time, is completely unrehearsed, unplanned. The stuff that you are seeing tonight is 100% improvised. Uh, but that's where a lot of the chaos and a lot of the fun is going to happen. Uh, to tell us a little bit more about tonight's stream and what you are, and a little bit about Modern Romantic Magazine, is the founder and creator of Modern Romantic Magazine, is Emily. Emily, do you have a couple words you'd like to share? <gasps> yes, you. Um, well, I want to introduce everybody. And thank you for coming, though. Um, we really appreciate your <laughs> sticking with us through the technical difficulties, but also um, coming to watch. It, it's been a lot of fun, and we're, we're thrilled that you're here with us. So I'll start with me. Um, I'm Emily, uh, the creator of Modern Romantic Magazine. Tonight I'm playing Lady Capulet, Paris, the Prince, which will be a challenge, second watchman and first musician. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, below me Trey. Trey is playing Romeo. Friar John and the first Watchman. Uh, Chris is playing. I'm sorry. Chris is t below Julie there. Oh, this way. Chris is playing Mercutio, Lord Capulet, and Peter. And uh, with new development, uh, we just heard he is also playing the apothecary. The apothecary. Not like. It's not like a possum versus possum. Apothecary uh, <laughs> yeah. versus apothecary. <laughs> um, and then we have Josh in the far, far right up top. He is playing the nurse like last time. And Tybalt, mm -hmm. Lord Montague, and Balthazar. We have uh, Julie to my, I guess, left, right there, <laughs> is playing Benvolio, the page, so Friar Lawrence, the third musician, and, as usual, the servant. <laughs> 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 and then we have Abby. Abby is joining us uh, tonight in replacement of Brenna from Monday. She's playing Juliet. She's the newliet. The newliet. Juliet. She's also going to play the second musician. Um, that's really it. I want to also check out our magazine. We do a print version and and uh, digital. You can download it or get it in the mail in your hot little hands. Just uh, check out our website at Modern Romantic Magazine. That's all I've got. Awesome. So before we begin, if you haven't shared us uh, to your page, please take the link from, to, uh, from tonight's stream, share it with your friends, share it with your family. Uh, just ram it in their faces. Just share it every, everywhere that you possibly can. <laughs> Jam it um, in there. 
but also, if you do have a Twitch channel, we do ask that uh, if you would please host us. Um, we are trying to hit a, a follower goal, so we would really appreciate that. There's a little no uh, Nightbot notification that will give you more instructions. Uh, but not to delay us any further, uh, <coughs> actors to your places. And now, part two of Romeo and Juliet. Act three, scene one, a public place. Enter Mercutio, Cornholio, page, and servants. I pray thee, good Mercutio, let's retire. The day is hot, the Capulet's abroad, and if we meet, we shall not scape a brawl. For now, these hot days is the mad blood stirring. Thou art like one of these fellows that, when he enters the confines of a tavern, claps me his sword upon the table and says, God send me no need of thee. And by the operation of the second cup, draws it on the drawer, when indeed there is no need. Am I like such a fellow? Come, come, thou art as hot a jack in thy mood as any in Italy, and as soon moved to be moody as soon moody to be moved. And what to? Nay, and there were two such, we should have none shortly, for one would kill the other. Thou, why, thou wilt quarrel with a man that hath a hair more or a hair less in his beard than thou hast. Thou wilt quarrel with a man for cracking nuts, having no other reason but because thou hast hazel eyes. What eye but such an eye would spy out such a quarrel? Thy head is as fun of quarrels as eggs, oh, as full of quarrels as eggs full of meat, and yet thy head hath been beaten as addle as an egg for quarreling. Thou hast quarreled with a man for coughing in the street, because he hath wakened thy dog, because he hath wakened thy dog that hath lain asleep in the sun. Didst thou not fall out with a tailor for wearing his new doublet before Easter? with another for tying his shoes with old ribbon, and yet thou wilt tutor me from quarreling? And I was so apt to quarrel as thou art. Any man should buy the fee simple of my life for an hour and a quarter. The fee simple? Oh, simple. By my head, here come the Capulets. By my heel, I care not. Enter Tybalt and others. Follow me close, for I will speak to them. Gentlemen, good den, a word with one of you. And but one word with one of us? Couple it with something. Make it a word and a, a blow. You shall find me apt enough for that, sir, and you will give me occasion. Could you not take some occasion without giving? Mercutio, though consorts with Romeo. Consort? What, dost thou make us minstrels? And thou make minstrels of us, look to hear nothing but discords, make you dance, zounds, consorts. We talk here in the public haunt of men. Either withdraw into some private place and reason coldly of your grievances, or else depart. Here all eyes gaze upon us. Man's eyes were made to look, and let them gaze. I will not budge for no man's pleasure, I. Enter Romeo. Well, well, peace be with you, sir. Here comes my man. But I'll be hanged, sir. 
if he wear your livery. Mary, go before to the field. He'll be your follower. Your worship in that sense may call him man. Romeo, the hate I bear thee can afford no better term than this. Thou art a villain. Tybalt, the reason that I have to love thee doth much excuse the appertaining rage to such a greeting. Villain am I none, therefore farewell. I see thou not know me not. Boy, this shall not excuse the injuries that thou hast done me. Therefore, turn and draw. I do protest, I never injured thee, but love thee better than thou can devise, till thou shalt know the reason of my love. And so, good Capulet, which I name tender, as dearly as my own, be satisfied. Oh, calm, dishonorable, vile submission. All a staccata carries it away. They draw swords. Tybalt, you rat-catcher! Will you walk? What wouldst thou have with me? Hmm, good king of cats, nothing but one of your nine lives that I mean to make bold withal. And as you shall use me hereafter, dry-beat the rest of the eight. Will you pluck your sword out of its pitcher by the ears? Make haste, lest mine be about your ears, and be out. I am for you. Gentle Mercutio, put thy rapier up. Come, sir, your passado. They fight. Clink, clink, flash. Clink, clink, flash. Clink, slash, flash. Sword noises. Sword noises, sword noises. (laughs) Draw, Benvolio, beat down their weapons. Gentlemen, for shame, forbear this outrage. Tybalt, Mercutio, the prince expressly hath forbidden bandying in Verona's streets. Hold, Timble. Good Mercutio, hold. I'm hurt. A plague on both your houses. I am sped. Is he gone and hath nothing? What? Art thou hurt? Aye, aye, a scratch, a scratch, Mary. Tis enough. Where's my page? Go, villain, fetch a surgeon. Page exits. (laughs) Courage, man. The hurt cannot be much. (laughs) No. Tis not so deep as a well, no, so wide as a church door. But tis enough, twill serve. Ask for me tomorrow, and you shall find me a grave man. I am peppered, I won't, for this world. A plague on both your houses. Zounds, a dog, a rat, a mouse, a cat, to scratch a man to death. A braggart, a rogue, a villain that fights by the book of arithmetic. Why the devil came you between us? I was hurt under your arm. I, I thought all for the best. Help me into some house, Benvolio, or I shall faint. A plague on both your houses. They have made worms meat of me. I have it, and soundly too. Exit Mercutio and Benvolio. 
this gentleman, the the prince's near ally, my my very friend, hath got his mortal hurt in my behalf. My reputation stained with Tybalt's slander. Tybalt, that an hour hath been my kinsman. O oh, sweet Juliet, thy beauty hath made me effeminate, and in my temper softened valor steel. Reenter Benvolio. Oh, Romeo, Romeo, brave Mercutio's dead. That gallant spirit hath aspired the clouds, which too untimely here did scorn the earth. This day's black fate on more days doth depend. This but begins the woe, others must end. Here comes the furious Tybalt back again. Alive, in triumph, and Mercutio slain. Away to heaven, respective lenity, and fire-eyed fury be my conduct now. Re-enter Tybalt. Now, Tybalt, take the villain back again. That late thou gavest me for Mercutio's soul is but a little way above our heads. Staying for thine to keep him company, either thou or I, or both, must go with him. Thou, wretched boy, that didst consort him here, shall with him hence. This shall determine that. Clank, 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 sword noises, sword noises, sword noises. They continue fighting. Tybalt falls. Romeo, away, be gone. The citizens are up and Tybalt slain. Stand not amazed. The prince will doom thee death. If thou art taken, hence be gone away. Oh, I'm fortune's fool. Why dost thou stay? Exit Romeo and enter citizens. Which way ran he that killed Mercutio? Tybalt, that murderer, which way ran he? There lies that Tybalt. Up, sir, go with me. I charge thee in the prince's name. Obey. Enter prince, attended, Lord Montague, Capulet, and a whole bunch of other peeps. 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 <laughs> Literal peeps from Easter. Where are the vile beginners of this fray? O noble prince, I can discover all the unlucky manage of this fatal brawl. There lies the man slain by young Romeo that slew thy kinsman, brave Mercutio. (laughs) Tybalt, my cousin! Oh, my brother's child! Oh, prince! Oh, cousin! Husband! Oh, the blood is spilt! Oh, my dear kinsman! Prince, as thou art true, for blood of ours, shed blood of Montague. Oh, cousin, cousin! Benvolio, who began this bloody fray? (laughs) Tybalt, here slain, whom Romeo's hand did slay. Romeo that spoke him fair, bade him bethink how nice the quarrel was, and urged with all your high displeasure, all this uttered with gentle breath, calm look, Knees humbly bowed, could not take truce with the unruly spleen of Tybalt deaf to peace, but that he tilts with piercing steel at bold Mercutio's breast, who all is hot turns deadly point to point, and with a martial scorn with one hand beats cold death aside, and with the other sends it back to Tybalt, whose dexterity retorts it. Hold, friends, friends, part! 
and swifter than his tongue, his agile arm beats down their fatal points and twists them rushes underneath whose arm an envious thrust from Tybalt hit the life of stout Mercutio. And then Tybalt fled, but by and by comes back to Romeo, who had but newly entertained revenge. And, and to it they go like lightning, for here I could draw to part them was stout Tybalt slain. And as he fell, did Romeo turn and fly? This is the truth, or let Benvolio die. He is a kinsman to the Montague. Affection makes him false. He speaks not true. Some twenty of them fought in this black strife, and all and all those twenty could kill but one life. Could but kill one life. I beg for justice, which thou, prince, must give. Romeo slew Tybalt. Romeo must not live. Romeo <laughs> Romeo slew him. He slew Mercutio. Now who knew who now the price of his dear blood doth owe? Not Romeo, I am your father. <laughs> Not Romeo, Prince. He was Mercutio's friend. His fault concludes but what the law should end the life of Tybalt. And for that offense, immediately we do exile him hence. I have an interest in your hate's proceeding. My blood for your rude brawls doth lie a-bleeding. But I'll am immerse you with so strong a fine that you, shalt, that you shall all repent the loss of mine. I will be deaf to pleading in excuses. Nor tears nor prayers shall purchase out abuses. Therefore use none. Let Romeo hence in haste, else when he's found that hour is his last. Bear hence this body and attend our will. Mercy, but murders pardoning those that kill. All exit. Scene two, Capulet's Orchard. Enter Juliet. <clears throat> Gallop apace, you fiery-footed steeds, toward Phoebus lodging, such a Wagner as Phaethon would whip you to the west and bring in cloudy night immediately. Spread thy close curtain, love-performing night, that runaway's eyes may wink, and Romeo leap to these arms, untalked of and unseen lovers, and see to do their amorous rites. By their own beauties, or if love be blind, it best agree with the night. Come, civil night, thou sober-suited matron, all in black, and learn me how to lose a winning match. Played for the pair of stainless maidenhoods. Hood my unmanned blood, fading in my cheeks. With thy black mantle, till, still, till strange love grow bold. Think true love acted simple modesty. Come, knight, come, Romeo. Come, thou day and night. For thou wilt lie upon the wings of night. Whiter than new snow on a raven's back. Come, gentle knight, come, loving, black-browed knight, give me my Romeo, and when he shall die, take him and cut him out in little stars, and he will make the face of heaven so fine that all the world will be in love with night and pay no worship to the garish sun. Oh, I have bought the mansion of a love, but not possessed it, and though I am sold, not yet enjoyed, <clears throat> so tedious is this day, as is the night before some festival, to an impatient child that has new robes and may not wear them. 
Oh, here comes my nurse, and she brings news. And every tongue that speaks but Romeo's name speaks heavenly eloquence. Enter the nurse with chords. <laughs> now, nurse, what news? What hast thou there? The chords that Romeo bid thee fetch? Josh, you're muted. We didn't hear that line. <laughs> Dang it. Sorry about that. I, I, the chords. There. I, me, what news? Why dost thou wring my hands? Ah, well a day. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. We are undone, lady. We are undone. Alack, the day he's gone. He's killed. He's dead. Can heaven be so envious? Romeo can, though heaven cannot. Oh, Romeo, Romeo. Whoever would have thought it. Romeo. What devil art thou that dost torment me thus? This torture should be roared in dismal hell. Hath Romeo slain himself? Say thou, but I, and that bare vowel I shall poison more than the death-darting eye of cockatrice. I am not I, if there be such an I. For those eyes shut that make thee answer I. If he be slain, say I, or if not, no. Brief sounds determine of my will or woe. I saw the wound, I saw it with mine eyes. God save the mark, here on his manly breast, a piteous corse, a bloody piteous corse, pale, pale as ashes, all be daubed in blood, all in gore blood, eyes wounded at the sight. Oh, break my heart, poor bankrupt, break at once, to prison eyes ne'er look on liberty, vile earth to earth resign, end motion here, and thou and Romeo press one heaven but one heavy beer. Oh, Tybalt, Tybalt, the best friend I had. Oh, courteous Tybalt, honest gentleman, that ever I should live to see thee dead. What storm is this that blows so contrary? Is Romeo slaughtered and is Tybalt dead? My dear loved cousin and my dearer lord? Then dreadful trumpets sound the general doom. For who is living if those two are gone? Tybalt is gone and Romeo banished. Romeo that killed him, he is banished. Oh, God, did Romeo's hand shed Tybalt's blood? It did. It did. Alas, the day it did. Oh, serpent heart, hid with a flowering face, did ever dragon keep so fair a cave? Beautiful tyrant, fiend angelical, dove-feathered raven, wolvish ravening, ravening lamb, despised substance of divinest show, just opposite to what thou just seemest. A damned saint, an honorable villain. O oh, nature, what hast thou to do in hell? When thou didst bower the spirit of a fiend. Was ever book containing such vile matter, so fairly bound? Oh, that deceit should dwell in such a gorgeous palace. There's no trust, no faith, no honesty in men. All perjured, all forsworn, all not, all dissemblers. Ah, where's my man? Give me some aquavitae. These griefs, these woes, these sorrows make me old. Shame come to Romeo. Listed be thy tongue for such a wish. He was not born to shame. Upon his brow shame is a shame to sit. For tis a throne their honor may be crowned. Sole monarch of the universal earth. Oh, what a beast was I to chide at him. 
Will you speak well of him that killed your cousin? Shall I speak ill of him that is my husband? Ah, poor my lord, what tongue shall smooth thy name? When I, the three hours' wife, have mangled it. But wherefore, villain, didst thou kill my cousin? That villain cousin would have killed my husband. Back, foolish tears, back to your native spring. Your tri tributary drops belong to woe, which you, mistaking, offer up to joy. My husband lives that Tybalt would have been slain, that Tybalt would have slain. And Tybalt's dead that would have slain my husband. All this is comfort, wherefore weep I then. Some word there was, worser than Tybalt's death, that murdered me, I would forget it fain, but oh, it presses into my memory. Like damned guilty deeds to sinners' minds, Tybalt is dead, and Romeo, banished, that banished, that one word banished, hath slain ten thousand Tybalt's. Tybalt's death was, was woe enough, if it had ended there, or if sour woe delights in fellowship, and needly will be ranked with the other griefs. Why followed not when she said, Tybalt's dead, thy father or thy mother, nay, or both, which modern lamentations might have moved. But with the rear ward following Tybalt's death, Romeo is banished to speak that word. Is father, mother, Tybalt, Romeo, Juliet, all slain, all dead. Romeo is banished. There is no end, no limit, measure, bound. In the world's death, in the word's death, no words can be, can, can that woe sound. Where is my father and my mother, nurse? Weeping and wailing over, over Tybalt's course. Will you go to them? I will bring you thither. Wash they his wounds with tears. Mine shall be spent when theirs are dry for Romeo's banishment. Take up those cords, poor ropes. You are beguiled, both you and I, for Romeo is exiled. He made you for a highway to my bed, but I, a maid, die maiden widowed. Come, cords, come, nurse. I'll to my wedding bed, and death, not Romeo, take my maiden head. Hie to your chamber. I'll find Romeo to comfort you. Hark ye, your Romeo will be here at night. I'll to him. He is hid at Lawrence's cell. Oh, find him. Give this ring to my true knight, and bid him come to take his last farewell. That's not foreboding at all. They exit. Scene three. <laughs> Friar Lawrence's cell. Enter Friar Lawrence. Romeo, come forth. Come forth, thou fearful man. Affliction is enamored of thy parts, and thou art wedded to calamity. Enter Romeo. Father, what news? What is the prince's doom? What sorrow craves acquaintance at my hand that I yet not know? Too familiar is my dear son with such sour company. I bring thee tidings of the prince's doom. What less than doomsday is the prince's doom? A gentler judgment vanished from his lips. Not body's death, but body's banishment. Ha! Banishment! Be merciful, say death, for exile hath more terror in his look. Much more than death. Do not say banishment. Hence from Verona art thou banished. Be patient, for the world is broad and wide. There is no world without Verona walls, but purgatory, torture, hell itself. Hence banished is banished from the world, and world's exile is death. 
then banished? Is death misturned? Calling death banishment? That cuts my head off with a golden axe and smiles upon the stroke that murders me. Oh, deadly sin! Oh, rude unthankfulness! Thy fault our law calls death, but the kind prince, taking thy part, hath rushed aside the law and turned that black word death to banishment. This is dear mercy, and thou seest it not. Tis torture, and not mercy. Heaven is here where Juliet lives, and every cat and dog and little mouse, every unworthy thing, live here in heaven and may look on her. But Romeo may not. More validity, more honorable state, more courtship lives in carrion flies than Romeo. They might, they might seize on the white wonder of dear Juliet's hand and steal immortal blessing from her lips. Who even in pure and vestal modesty still blush as thinking their own kisses sin? But Romeo may not. He is banished. Flies may do this, but I am, but I from this may, must fly. They are freemen, but I am banished. And sayest thou that exile is not death? Hadst thou no poison to mix, no sharp ground knife, no sudden mean of death, though ne'er so mean, but banished to kill me? Banished. Oh, friar, the damned use of that word in hell, howlings attended. How hast thou the heart, being divine, a ghostly confessor, a sin absolver, and my friend professed to mangle me with that word banished? Thou fond madman, hear me, but speak a word. No, thou wilt speak again of banishment. I'll give thee armor to keep off that word. Adversity's sweet milk, philosophy, to comfort thee, though thou art banished. Yet banished. Hang up philosophy, unless philosophy can make a Juliet, displant a town, reverse a prince's doom. It helps not, it prevails not. Talk no more. Oh, then I see that madmen have no ears. How should they, when that wise men have no eyes? Let me dispute with thee of thy estate. Thou canst not speak of that, th thou dost not feel. Were dost thou, wert thou as young as I, Juliet, my love, an hour but married, Tybalt murdered, doting me like a, and like me banished, then mightst thou speak, that mightst thou tear thy hair, and fall upon the ground as I do now taking the measure of an unmade grave. Knocking. Arise, one knocks. Good Romeo, hide thyself. Not I, unless a breath of heartsick groans, mist-like, and fold me from the search of eyes. N more knocking. Hark, how they knock. Who is there? Romeo, arise, thou wilt be taken. Stay a while, stand up. More knocking. Run to my study, by and by. God's will, what simpleness is this? I come, I come. More knocking. Who knocks so hard? Whence come you? What's your will? You're muted. <laughs> Dang it. I don't know how I did that again. Who's here? Hello? <laughs> Let me come in and you shall know my errand. I come from Lady Juliet. Welcome then. Oh, Holy Friar. Oh, tell me, Holy Friar. Where is my lady's lord? Where's Romeo? 
there on the ground with his own tears made drunk. Oh, he is even in my mistress' case, just in her case. Oh, woeful sympathy, piteous predicament. Even so lies she, blubbering and weeping, weeping and blubbering. Stand up, stand up, stand, and you be a man for Juliet's sake, for her sake. Rise and stand. Why should you fall into so deep an O? Nurse. Ah, sir, ah, sir. Well, that's the end of all. Speakest thou of Juliet? How is it with her? Does she not think of me an old murderer, now I have stained the childhood of her joy with blood removed, but little from her own? Where is she? And how doth she? And what says she of me, uh, my concealed lady, to our cancelled love? Oh, she says nothing, sir, but weeps and weeps, and now falls on her bed, and then starts up, and Tybalt calls, and then on Romeo cries, and then falls down again. As if that name, shot from the deadly level of a gun, did murder her. As if that name's cursed hand murdered her kinsman. Oh, tell me, friar, tell me, in what vile part of this anatomy doth my name lodge? Tell me that I might sack that hateful mansion. Hold thy desperate hand. Art thou a man? Thy form cries, cries out thou art. Thy tears are womanish, thy wild acts denote the unreasonable fury of a beast. Unseemly woman in unseeming man, or ill-beseeming beast in seeming both. Thou hast amazed me by my holy order. I thought thy disposition better tempered. Hast thou slain Tybalt? Will thou slay thyself? And stay thy lady too that lives in thee by doing damned hate upon thyself? Why reelest thou on thy birth, the heaven and earth, since birth, heaven, and earth, all three do meet in thee at once, which thou at once would lose? Fie, fie, thou shamest thy shape, thy love, thy wit, the which, like you sure, abounced in all, and usest none in that true use indeed. Why should bedeck thy shape, thy love, thy wit? Thy noble shape is but a form of wax, dragressing from the valor of a man. Thy dear love sworn, but hollow perjury, killing that love which thou hast vowed to cherish. Thy wit, that ornament to shape and love, misshapen in the conduct of them both, like powder in a skitless soldier's flask is set afire by thine own ignorance, and thou dismembered with thine own defense. What? Rouse thee, man. Thy Juliet is alive, for whose dear sake those was but lately dead. There art thou happy. Tybalt would kill thee, but thou slewest Tybalt. There art thou happy too. The law that threatened death becomes thy friend and turns it to exile. There art thou happy, a pack of blessing, light upon thy back. Happiness courts thee in her best array, but like a mist behave and sullen wench, thou poutest upon thy fortune and thy love. Take heed, take heed, for such die miserable. Go, get thee to thy love as was decreed, Ascend her chamber, hence, and comfort her. 
but thou but look thou stay not till the watch be set for then thou canst not pass to mantua where thou shalt live till we can find a time to blaze your marriage reconcile your friends beg pardon of the prince and call thee back with twenty hundred thousand times more joy than thou went forth in lamentation go before nurse commend me to thy lady and bid her hasten all the house to bed which heavy sorrow makes them apt unto romeo is coming oh lord i could have stayed here all the night to hear good counsel oh what learning is my lord i'll tell my lady you will come do so and bid my sweet prepare to chide here sir a ring she bade me give you sir hi you make haste for it grows very late nurse exits how well my comfort is revived by this go hence good night and here stands all your state either be gone before the watch be set or by the break of day disguised from hence sojourn and mantua I'll find your man, and he shall signify from time to time every good hap to you that chances here. Give me thy hand. Tis late. Farewell. Good night. But that a past joy, past joy calls out on me. It were a grief so brief to part with thee. Farewell. <laughs> they exit. And they sneeze. Bless you. Bless Sorry. You. <laughs> I couldn't mute in time. <laughs> Scene four, a room in the Capulet house. Enter Lord Capulet, Lady Capulet, and Paris. 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 Things have fallen out, sir, so unluckily, that we have had no time to move our daughter. Look you, she loved her kinsman Tybalt dearly. And so did I. Tis very late. She'll not come down tonight. I promise you. But before your company, I would have been abed an hour ago. <sighs> These times of woe afford no time to woo. Madam, good night. Commend me to your daughter. <laughs> I will. <laughs> and no... <laughs> And know her mind early tomorrow. Tonight she is mewed up to her he heaviness. Heaviness. I'm sorry. Heaviness. She's so heavy. <laughs> Sir Paris. I, I don't know about my wife. I apologize for her. I will make a desperate tender of my child's love. I think she will be ruled in all respects by me. Nay, more, I doubt it not. Wife, go you to her ere you go to bed. Acquaint her here of my son Paris's love, and bid her mark you me on Wednesday next. But soft, what, what day is this? Uh, Monday, my lord. Monday, ha ha. Well, Wednesday is too soon. Ah, Thursday let it be. Oh, Thursday, tell her. She shall be married to this noble earl. Will you be ready? Do you like this haste? We'll keep no great ado, a friend or two. 
For hark you, Tybalt being slain so late, it may be thought we held him carelessly, being our kinsmen, if we revel much. Therefore, we'll have some half a dozen friends, and there an end. But what say you to Thursday? My lord, I would that Thursday were tomorrow. Well, get you gone. A Thursday be it then. Go you to Juliet ere you go to bed. Prepare her wife against this wedding day. Farewell, my lord. Light to my chamber, ho! Afore me. It is so very, very late that we may call it early by and by. Good night. All exit. Scene 5, Juliet Capulet's Orchard. Into Romeo and Juliet above at the window. Wilt thou be gone? It is not yet near day. It was the nightingale and not the lark that pierced the fearful ho hollow of thine ear. Nightly she sings on yon pomegranate tree. Believe me, love, it was the nightingale. It was the lark, the herald of the morn. No nightingale. Do lace the severing clouds in yonder east. Night's candles are burnt out, and jocund the... And jocund day stands tiptoe on the misty mountaintops. I must be gone and live, or stay and die. Yon light is not daylight, I know it. Ay, it is some meteor that the sun exhales. To be to me this night a torchbearer, and light be on my way to Mantua. Therefore, stay yet. Thou needest not to be gone. Let me be taken. Let me be put to death. I am content so that so thou will have it so. I'll say yon grey is not the morning's eye, tis but the pale reflex of Cynthia's brow, nor that it is not the lark, whose notes do beat the vaulty heaven so high above our heads. I have more care to stay than thou wilt to go. Come death and welcome. Juliet wills it so. How is my soul? Let's talk. It is not, it is not day. It is. It is. It is the lark that sings so out of tune, straining harsh discords and unpleasing sharps. Some say the lark makes sweet division. This doth, this doth not so, for she divideth us. Some say the lark and loathed toad change eyes. Oh, now I would they had changed voices too. Since arm from arm that voice doth us affray, hunting thee hence with hunts up to the day. Oh, now be gone, more light and light it grows. More light and light, more dark and dark are woes. Madam. Nurse to the chamber. Madam. Nurse. Your lady mother is coming to your chamber. The day is broke. Be wary, look about. Nurse exits. Then, window, let day in and let life out. Farewell. Farewell. One kiss and I'll descend. Art thou gone so, love, lord, I, husband, friend? I must hear from thee every day in the hour, for in a minute there are many days. Oh, by this count I shall be much in years, ere I again behold my Romeo. Farewell. I will omit no opportunity that may convey my greetings, love, to thee. Oh, thinkest thou we shall ever meet again? I doubt it not. 
and all these woes shall serve for sweet discourses in our time to come. O oh God, I have an ill-divining soul. Methinks I see thee, now thou art below. As one dead in the bottom of a tomb, either my eyesight fails, or thou lookest pale. And trust me, love, in my eyes so do you. Dry sorrow drinks our blood. Adieu. Adieu. Oh, fortune, fortune, all men call thee fickle. If thou art fickle, what dost thou with him? That it is renowned for faith? Be fickle, fortune. For then I hope thou wilt not keep him long, but send him back. Ho, daughter, are you up? Who is it that calls? Is it my lady mother? Is she not down so late or up so early? What accustomed cause procures her hither? Enter Lady Capulet. Why, how now, Juliet? Madam, I am not well. Evermore weeping for your cousin's death? What, wilt thou wash him from his grave with tears? And if thou cold, couldst, couldst, thou couldst not make him live. Therefore have done, some grief shows much of love. But much of grief shows still some want of wit. Yet let me weep for such a feeling of loss. So shall you feel the loss, but not the friend which you weep for. Feeling so the loss cannot choose but ever weep the friend. Well, girl, thou will thou weep weepest not so much for his death as that the villain lives which slaughtered him. What villain, madam? That same villain, Romeo. The villain and he be made miles asunder. God pardon him, I do with all my heart, and yet no man like he doth grieve my heart. That is, because the traitor murderer lives. I, madam, from the reach of these my hands, would none but I might venge my cousin's death. We will have vengeance for it, fear thou not. Then weep no more. I'll send one in Mantua, where that same banished renegade doth live shall give him such an unaccustomed dram that he shall soon keep Tybalt company, and then I hope thou wilt be satisfied. Indeed, I never shall be satisfied with Romeo till I behold him dead. Is my poor heart for a kinsman vexed, madam? If you could find out but a man to bear of poison, I would temper it. That Romeo should, upon receipt thereof, soon sleep in quiet, Oh, how my heart abhors to hear him named, and cannot come to him to wreak the love I bore my cousin upon his body that slaughtered him. Find thou the means, and I'll find such a man. But now I'll tell you these joyful tidings, girl. And joy comes well in such a needy time. What are they, I beseech your ladyship? Well, well, thou hast a careful father, child, one who— to put thee from thy heaviness, hath sorted out a sudden day of joy that thou expect'st not, nor looked not for. Madam, in happy time, what day is that? Marry, my child, n early next Thursday morn, the gallant young and noble gentleman, the county Paris, at St. Peter's, Ch Peter's Church, that shall happily make thee there a joyful bride. Now, 
by St. Peter's Church, and Peter too, he shall not make me there a joyful bride. I wonder at this haste that I must wed, ere he that should be husband comes to woo. I pray you, tell my lord and father, madam, I will not marry yet, and when I do, I swear it shall be Romeo, whom you know I hate rather than Paris. These are news indeed. Here comes your father. Tell him so yourself, and see how he will take it at your hands. Enter Capulet and the nurse. When the sun sets, the air doth drizzle dew, but for the sunset of my brother's son, it rains downright. How now, a conduit girl? What, still in tears? Evermore showering? In one little body thou counterfeits a bark, a sea, a wind. For still thy eyes, which I may call the sea, do ebb and flow with tears. The bark thy body is, sailing in this salt flood. The winds thy sighs, who raging with thy tears and they with them, without a sudden calm, will overset thy tempest-tossed body. How now, wife? Have you delivered to her our decree? Ay, sir, but she will none. She gives you thanks. I would the fool were married to her grave. Soft? Take me with you. Take me with you, wife. How will she none? Doth she not give us thanks? Is she not proud? Doth she not count her blessed? unworthy as she is that we have wrought so worthy a gentleman to be her bridegroom? Not proud you have, but thankful that you have. Proud can I never be for what I hate, but thankful even for hate that is meant love. How now, how now, chop logic? What is this? Proud, and I thank you, and I thank you not, and yet not proud, mistress, minion, you? Thank me no thankings, nor proud me no prouds, but fettle your fine joints against Thursday next to go with Paris to St. Peter's Church, or I will drag thee on a hurdle thither. Out, you green sickness carrion! Out, you baggage! You tallow face! Fie! Fie! What are you, mad? Good father, I beseech you on my knees, hear me with patience, but to speak a word. Hang thee, young baggage, disobedient wretch! I tell thee what, get thee to church on Thursday, or never after look me in the face. Speak not, reply not, do not answer me, my fingers itch. Wife, we scarce thought us blessed that God had lent us but this only child, but now I see this one too much, one is one too much, and that we have a curse in having her. Out on her, Hilding! God in heaven bless her. You are to blame, my lord, to rate her so. And why, my lady wisdom, hold your tongue? Good prudence smatter with your gossips. Go! I speak no treason. Oh, Dodgy good den. May not one speak? Peace, you mumbling fool. Utter your gravity over a gossip's bowl, for here we need it not. You are too hot. 
God's bread, it makes me mad. Day, night, hour, tide, time, work, play. Alone in company, still my care hath been to have her matched. And having now provided a gentleman of noble parentage, of fair demences, youthful and nobly trained, stuffed as they say with honorable parts, proportioned as one's thought would wish a man, and then to have a wretched puling fool, a whining mammoth in her fortunes tender, to answer, I'll not wed, I cannot love, I am too young, I pray you pardon me. But as you will not wed, I'll pardon you. Graze where you will, you shall not house with me. Look to it, think on it. I do not use to jest. Thursday is near. Lay hand on your heart. Advise and you be mine, I'll give you to my friend. And you be not hang, beg, starve, die in the streets. For by my soul, I'll ne'er acknowledge thee nor what is mine shall never do thee good. Trust to it. Bethink you, I'll not be forsworn. He exits. Is there no pity sitting in the clouds that sees into the bottom of my grief? Oh, sweet my mother, cast me not away. Delay this marriage for a month, a week, or if you do not make the bridal bed in that dim monument where Tybalt lies. Talk not to me, for I'll not speak a word. Do as thou wilt, for I have done with thee. She exits. Oh God, oh nurse, how shall this be prevented? My husband is on earth, my faith in heaven. How shall that faith return again to earth, unless that husband send it, send it me from heaven by leaving earth? Comfort me, counsel me. Alack, alack, the heaven should practice stratagems upon so soft a subject as myself. What sayest thou? Hast thou not a word of joy? Some comfort, nurse. Faith, here it is. Romeo is banished, and all the world to nothing, that he dares near, ne'er come back to challenge you. Or if he do, it needs must be by stealth. Then, since the case so stands as now it doth, I think it best you married with the county. Well, he's a lovely gentleman. Romeo's a dish-clout to him, an eagle, madam. Hath not so green, so quick, so fair an eye as Paris hath? Be shrew, my very heart, I think you are happy in the second match, for it excels your first. Or, if it did not, your first is dead, or twere as good as he were, as living here, and you no use of him. Speakest thou from my heart? And from my soul, too, or else be shrew them both. Amen. What? Well, thou hast comforted me marvelous much. Go in, having displeased my father, to Lawrence's cell, to make confession and to be absolved. Mary, I will, and this is wisely done. Nurse exits. Ancient damnation, O most wicked fiend! Is it more sin to wish me thus forsworn, or to dispraise my lord with the same tongue? which she hath praised him with above compare so many thousand times. Go, counselor, thou in my bosom henceforth shall be twain. I'll to the friar to know his remedy. If all else fail, myself have power to die. End of Act 3 Act 4, Scene 1, 
Friar Lawrence's cell. Enter Friar Lawrence and Pieris. 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 On Thursday, sir? The time is very short. My father, Capulet, will have it so, and I am nothing slow to slack his haste. You say you do not know the lady's mind? Uneven is the course. I like it not. Immoderately she weeps for Tybalt's death, and therefore have I little talked of love, for Venus smiles not in a house of tears. Now, sir, her father counts it dangerous that she doth give her sorrow so much sway, and in his wisdom hates hastes our marriage. To stop the inundation of her tears, which too much minded by herself alone, may be put from her by society. Now, do you know the reason of this haste? Now, do you, I'm sorry. Now, do you know the reason of this haste? I would, I knew not why it should be slowed. Look, sir, sir, here comes the lady towards my cell. Enter Juliet. Happily met, my lady and my wife. That may be, sir, when I may be a wife. That may be, must be, love, on Thursday next. What must be, shall be. That's a certain text. Come you to make confession to this father? To answer that, I should confess to you. Do not deny to him that you love me. I will confess to you that I love him. So will ye, I am sure, that you love me. If I do so, it will be for more price, being spoke behind your back than to your face. Poor soul, thy face is much abused with tears. The tears have got small victory by that, for it was bad enough before their spite. Thou wrongst it more than tears with that report. That is no slander, sir, which is a truth, and what I spake, I spake it to my face. Thy face is mine, and thou hast slandered it. It may be so, for it is not mine own. Are you at leisure, Holy Father, now? Or shall I come to you at evening mass? My leisure serves me, pensive daughter, now. My lord, we must entreat the time alone. God shield, I should disturb devotion. Juliet, on Thursday early I will rouse ye. Till then, adieu, and keep this holy kiss. He exits. Oh, shut the door, and when thou hast done so, come weep with me, past hope, past cure, past help. Ah, Juliet, I already know thy grief. It strains me past the compass of my wits. I hear thou must, and nothing may prorogue it. I like pierogies. (laughs) On Thursday next to be married to this county. Tell me not, friar, that thou hearest of this, unless thou tell me how I may prevent it. If in thy wisdom thou canst give no help, do thou but call my resolution wise, and with this knife I'll help it presently? God joined my heart and Romeo's. Thou our hands, and ere his hand by thee to Romeo sealed, shall be the label to another deed. Or my true heart, with treacherous revolt, turn to another, this shall slay them both. Therefore, out of thy long-experienced time, give me some present counsel, or behold, twixt mine extremes, and me this bloody knife shall play the umpire, arbitrary, arbitrating that which the commission of thy years 
and art could to no issue of true honor bring. Be not so long to speak, I long to die, if what thou speak'st speak not of remedy. Hold, daughter, which craves as desperate an execution, as that is desperate which we would prevent. If, rather than to marry County Paris, thou hast the strength of will to slay thyself, then it is likely thou wilt undertake a thing like death to chide away the shame that copest with death himself to escape from it. And if thou darest, I'll give thee remedy. Oh, bid me leap rather than marry Paris from off the battlements of yonder tower, or walk in thievish ways, or bid me lurk where serpents are, chain me with roaring bears, or shut me nightly in a charnel house, or covered quite with dead man's rattling bones with reeky shanks and yellow chapless skulls, or bid me go into a new-made grave and hide me with a dead man in his shroud. Things that to things that to hear them told have made me tremble, and I will do it without fear or doubt to live an unstained wife to my sweet love. Hold then, go home, be merry, give consent to marry Paris. Tomorrow night, look that thou lie alone. Let not thy nurse lie in the. Let not thy nurse lie with thee in thy chamber. Take thou this vial, being then in bed, and this distilled liquor drink thou off. When presently through all thy veins shall run a cold and drowsy humor, for no pulse shall keep his native progress but surcease. No warmth, no breath shall testify thou livest. The roses in thy lips and cheeks shall fade to paly ashes. Thy eyes' windows fall like death when he shuts up the day of life. Each part, deprived of supple government, shall, stiff and stark and cold, appear like death. And in this borrowed likeness of shrunk death, thou shalt continue two and forty hours, and then awake as from a pleasant sleep. Now, when the bridegroom in the morning comes to rouse thee from thy bed, there art thou dead. Then, as the manner of our country is in thy best robes, uncovered on the bier, shalt thou be borne to that same ancient vault where all the kindred of the Capulets lie. In the meantime, against thou shalt awake, shall Romeo by my letters know our drift, and hither shall he come, and he and I will watch thy waking, and that very night shall Romeo bear thee hence to Mantua, and this shall free thee from this present shame, if no inconstant toy nor womanish fear abate thy valor in the acting it. Give me, give me, oh, tell me not of fear. Hold, get you gone, be strong and prosperous in this resolve, to Mantua with my letters to thy lord. Love, give me strength, and strength shall help afford. Farewell, dear father. They exit. Scene two, a hall in the Capulet's house. Enter Lord Capulet, Lady Capulet, nurse, and a servant. So many guests invite as here are writ, sirrah. Go, hire me twenty cunning cooks. You shall have none ill, sir, for I'll try if they can lick their fingers. How canst thou try them so? 
Mary, sir, tis an ill cook that cannot lick his own fingers. Fingers goes not with me. Go. Be gone. We shall be much unfurnished for this time. What, has my daughter gone to Friar Lawrence? I don't think that's the servant's line. Aye, <laughs> forsooth. <laughs> well, he may chance to do some good on her. A peevish, self-willed harlotry it is. See where she comes from shrift with merry look. Enter Juliet. How now, my headstrong? Where have you been gadding? Where I have learned me to repent the sin of disobedient opposition to you and your behests. And I'm enjoined by Holy Lawrence to fall prostrate there and beg your pardon. Pardon, I beseech you. Henceforward, I am ever ruled by you. Send for the county. Go, tell him of this. I'll have this not knit up tomorrow morning. I met the youthful lord at Lawrence's cell and gave him what become love I might not step o'er the bound, bounds of modesty. Why, I am glad on it. This is well. Stand up. This is as it should be. Let me see the county. I, Mary, go, I say, and fetch him hither. Now, afore God, this reverend holy friar, our whole city is much bound to him. Nurse, will you go with me into my closet to help me sort such needful ornaments as you think fit to furnish me tomorrow? No, not till Thursday. There's time enough. Go, nurse. Go with her. Will to church tomorrow. Exit Juliet and nurse. We shall be short in our provision. Tis now near night. Tush, I will stir about, and all things shall be well. I warrant thee, wife. Go thou to Juliet. Help to deck up her. I'll not to bed tonight. Let me alone. I'll play the housewife for this once. What? Ho! They are all forth? Well, I will walk myself to County Paris to prepare him up against tomorrow. My heart is wondrous light since this same wayward girl is so reclaimed. They exit. Scene three, Juliet's chamber. Enter Juliet and nurse. Aye, those attires are best, but gentle nurse, I pray thee, leave me to myself tonight, for I have need of many orisons to move the heavens to smile upon my state, which well thou knowest is cross and full of sin. Enter Lady Capulet. What? Are you busy? Ho! Need you my help? No, madam. We have called such necessities as are behoveful for our state tomorrow. So please you, let me now be left alone, and let the nurse this night sit up with you. For I am sure you have your hands full all in this so sudden business. Good night. Get thee to bed and rest, for thou hast need. Exit Lady Capulet and Nurse. Farewell. God knows when we shall meet again. I have a faint cold fear thrills through my veins that almost freezes up the heat of life. I'll call them back again to comfort me. Nurse, what should she do here? My dismal scene... I need, I needs must act alone. Come, vile. 
what if this mixture do not work at all? Shall I be married then tomorrow morning? No, no. What if it be a poison which the friar subtly hath ministered to have me dead, lest in this marriage he should be dishonored? Because he married me before to Romeo, I fear it is, for he hath still been tried a holy man. How if, when I am laid into the tomb, I wake before the time that Romeo come to redeem me? There's a fearful point. Shall I not then be stifled in the vault, to whose foul mouth no healthsome air breathes in? And there die, strangled, ere my Romeo comes. The horrible conceit of death and night together with the terror of, this, of the place, as in a vault, an ancient receptacle, wherefore these many hundred years the bones of all my buried ancestors are packed, where bloody Tybalt, yet but green in earth, lies festering in his shroud, whereas they say, at some hours in the night, spirits resort, alack, alack, is it not like that I, so early waking, what with loathsome smells and shrieks like mandrakes torn out of the earth, that living mortals hearing them run mad? Oh, if I wake, shall I not be distraught, environed with all these hideous fears, and madly play with my forefather's joints, and pluck the mangled Tybalt from his shroud, and in, his ra and in this rage with some great kinsman's bone, as with the clubs, as with the club dash out my desperate brains, Oh, look, methinks I see my cousin's ghost seeking out Romeo that did spit his body upon a rapier point. Stay, Tybalt, stay. Romeo, I come. This do I drink to thee. She falls upon the bed within the curtains. I'm not crying. You're crying. I'm not crying. You're crying. Scene four. Hall in the Capulet's house. Hold! Take these keys and fetch more spices, nurse. They call for dates and quinces in the pastry. Enter Lord Capulet. Come, stir, stir, stir! The second cock hath crowed, the curfew bell hath rung, tis three o'clock! Look to the baked meats, good Angelica, spare not for the cost. Go, you cut queen, go. Get you to bed. Faith, you'll be sick tomorrow for this night's watching. No, not a whit. All night for lesser cause and ne'er been sick. Ay, you have been a mouse hunt in your time, but I will watch you from such watching now. Exit Lady Capulet and Nurse. A jealous hood, a jealous hood. Enter three or four serving men with spits, logs, and baskets. Now, fellow, what's there? First servant, things for the cook, sir. But, oh, oops. I think those were meant to be bold. Sorry, servant. <laughs> Sorry, servant. I did it again. <laughs> things for the cook, sir, but I know not what. Make haste. Make haste. Exit first servant. Sirrah, fetch drier logs. Call Peter. He will show thee where they are. I have a head, sir, that will find out logs and never trouble Peter for the matter. 
Sorry, they were second servant. Second <laughs> servant you. exits. Mass and well said, a merry horse and ha! Thou shalt be loggerhead. Good faith, tis day. The county will be here with music straight, for so he said he would. I hear him near. Nurse, wife, what? Ho! What nurse, I say? Re-enter nurse. Go, waken Juliet. Go, trim her up. I'll go chat with Paris. Hi, make haste. Make haste. The bridegroom, he is come already. Make haste, I say. Scene five, Juliet's chamber. Enter nurse. Mistress, what mistress? Juliet. Fast, I warrant her. She, why, lamb? Why, lady? Fie, you slug a bed. Why, love, I say. Madam, sweetheart, why, bride? What? Not a word? You take your pennyworths now? Sleep for a week for the next night, I warrant. The county Paris hath set up his rest, that you shall rest but little. God forgive me. Mary and amen, how sound is she asleep? I must needs wake her. Madam, madam, madam! Aye, let the county take you in your bed. He'll fright you up, if faith will it not be. What? Dressed? And in your clothes? And down again? I must needs wake you. Lady! 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 Lady, lady, lady. <laughs> lady, 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 lady. Alas! Alas! Help! Help! My lady's dead! Oh, well a day that e'er I was born. Some aqua vide, oh, my lord, my lady. What, and what noise? Sorry. <laughs> what, what noise is here? Oh, lamentable day. What is the matter? Look, look, oh, heavy day. Oh, me, oh, me, my child, my only life, revive. Look up or I will die with thee. Help, help, call help. Enter Lord Capulet. For shame, bring Juliet forth. Her lord is come. She's dead, deceased. She's dead, alack the day. Alack the day. She's dead. She's dead. She's dead! Ha! Let, let me see her. Out, alas. She's cold. Her blood is settled. And her joints are stiff. Life and these lips have long been separated. Death lies on her like an untimely frost upon the sweetest flower of all the field. Oh, lamentable day. Oh, woeful time. Death that hath taken her hence to make me wail ties up my tongue and will not let me speak. Enter Friar Lawrence, Parrot, I'm sorry, Paris, with musicians. Come, is the bride ready to go to church? <clears throat> ready to go, but never to return. O son, the night before thy wedding day hath death lain with thy wife. There she lies. Flower as she was, deflowered by him. Death is my son-in-law. Death is my heir. My daughter he hath wedded. 
I will die and leave him all life living, all his deaths. Have I thought long to see this morning's face, and it doth give me such a slight as this? Oh. Accursed, unhappy, wretched, hateful day, most miserable hour that ere time saw in lasting labor of his pilgrimage, but one, poor one, one poor and loving child, but one thing to rejoice and solace in, and cruel death hath catched it from thy sight, from my sight, mine. Oh, woe, oh, woeful, woeful, woeful day, most lamentable day, most woeful day that ever, ever I did yet behold. Oh, day, oh, day, oh, day, oh, hateful day. Never has seen so black a day as this. Oh, woeful day, oh, woeful day. Beguiled, divorced, wronged, spited, slain, most detestable death by thee beguiled, by cruel, cruel thee quite overthrown. O oh, love, O oh, life, not life, but love in death. Despised, distressed, hated, martyred, killed, uncomfortable time why camest thou now to murder murder our solemnity o oh, child o oh, child my soul and not my child dead art thou alack my child is dead and with my child my joys are buried peace oh for shame confusions cure lives not in these confusions Heaven and yourself had part in this fair maid. Now heaven hath all, and all the better is it for the maid. Your part in her you could not keep from death, but heaven keeps his part in eternal life. The most you sought was her promotion, for twas your heaven she should be advanced. And weep ye now, seeing she is advanced above the clouds, as high as heaven itself, Oh, in this love, you love your child so ill that you run mad, seeing that she is well. She's not well married that lives married long, but she's best merry that dies married young. Dry up your tears and stick your rosemary on this fair corpse. And as the custom is in all her best array, bear her to church. For to fond nature bids us and lament. Yet nature's tears are the reason's merriment. All things that we ordained festival turn from their office to black funeral. Our instruments to melancholy bells, our wedding cheer to sad burial feast, our solemn hymns to sullen dirges change, our bridal flowers serve for a buried corpse and all things change them to the contrary. Sir, go you in, and madam, go with him. And go, Sir Paris. Everyone prepare to follow this fair corpse unto her grave. The heavens do lure upon you for some ill. Move them no more by crossing their high will. Exit Lord Capulet, Lady Capulet, Pieris, and Friar Lawrence. Faith, may we put up our pipes and be gone?
honest good fellows ah put up put up for well you know this is a pitiful case she exits I by my troth the case may be amended enter Peter musicians all musicians hearts ease hearts ease what what I like my tin sandwich why hearts ease oh musicians because my heart itself plays my heart is full of woe Oh, play me some merry dump to comfort me. Not a dump, we. Tis no time to play now. You will not, then? No. I will then give it you soundly. What will you give us? No money on my faith, but the gleek. I will give you the minstrel. Then I will give you the serving creature. Then will I lay the serving creature's dagger on your plate. I will carry no crochets. I'll re you. I'll fi you. Do you note me? And you re us and you fa us. You note us. Pray you, put up your dagger and put out your wit. Then have at you with my wit. I will dry beat you with an iron wit and put up my dagger. Answer me like men. When gripping grief the heart doth wound, and doleful dumps the mind oppress, then music with her silver sound, why silver sound? Why music with her silver sound? What say you, Simon Catling? Merry, sir, because silver hath a sweet sound. Pretty, what say you, Hugh Rebeck? I say silver sound, because musicians sound for silver. Pretty, too. What say you, James Soundpost? Faith, I know not what to say. Oh, I cry you mercy. You are the singer. I will say for you. It is music with her silver sound, because musicians have no gold for sounding. Then music with her silver sound with speedy help doth lend redress. Peter exits. What a pestilent knave is this same... Hang him, Jack. Come, we'll be in here. We'll in here tarry for the mourners and skate dinner. End of Act 4. <laughs> Act 5. Scene 1. Mantua, a street. Enter Romeo. If I may trust the flattering truth of sleep, my dreams presage me as joyful news at hand. My bosom's lord sits lightly on his throne, and all this day an unaccustomed spirit lifts me above the ground with cheerful thoughts. I dreamt my lady came and found me dead. Strange dream. That gives me a dead man leave to think, and breathe such life with kisses in my lips that I revived and I was an emperor. Ah me, how sweet is love possessed, when but love's shadows are in such rich joy. Enter Balthazar. News from Verona. How now, Balthazar? Dost thou now bring me letters from the friar? How doth my lady? Is my father well? How fares Juliet that I may ask again? For nothing can be ill if she be well. Then she is well, and nothing can be ill. 
Her body sleeps in Keppel's monument, and her immortal part with angels lives. I saw her laid low in her kindred's vault, and presently took post to tell it you. Oh, pardon me for bringing these ill news, since you did leave it for my office, sir. It is even... is it even so? Then I defy you, stars! Thou knowest thou knowest of my lodging! Give me ink and paper, and hire post-horses! I will hence tonight. I do beseech you, sir. Have patience. Your looks are pale and wild, and do import some misadventure. Tut, tut, thou art deceived. Leave me, and do the thing I bid thee do. Hast thou no letters to me from the friar? No, my good lord. No matter. And hire those horses. I'll be with thee straight. Exit Balthazar. Well, Juliet, I will, I will lie with thee tonight. Let's let's see from means. Oh, mischief! Thou art swift to enter the thoughts of desperate men. I do remember an apothecary, and hereabouts he dwells, which late I noted in tattered weeds with overwhelming brows, calling this of simples. Meager were his looks, sharp misery had worn him to the bones, and in his needy shop a tortoise hung, an alligator stuffed, and other skins of ill-shaped fishes, and about his shelves a beggarly account of empty boxes, green earthen pots, bladders and musty seeds, remnants of a packthread and old cakes of roses, were thinly scattered to make up a show. Noting this penury, to myself I said, and if a man did need to poison him now, who sailed his present death in Mantua, here lives a catliff. Caitiff? Caitiff? Wrench would sell at him. Oh, this same thought did but forerun my need, and this same needy man must sell it to me. As I remember, this should be the house. Being holiday, the beggar's shop is shut. What ho! Apothecary! Enter Apothecary. Who calls so loud? Come hit. Come hither, man. I see that thou art poor. Hold, oh, there's forty ducats. Let me have a, dr a dram of poison. Such soon speeding gear as will disperse itself through all the veins that the life-weary taker may fall dead and that the trunk may be discharged of breath as violently as hasty powder fired, doth hurry from the fatal cannon's womb. Such mortal drugs I have, but Mantua's law is death to any he that utters them. Art thou so barren, full of wretchedness, and fierce to die? Famine is thy cheeks, need and oppression starveth in thine eyes, Contempt and beggary hangs upon thy back. The world is not thy friend, nor the world's law. The world affords no law to make thee rich. Then be not poor, but break it, and take this. My poverty, but not my will, consents. I pay thy, po I pay thy poverty, and not thy will. Put this in any liquid thing you will, and drink it off. And if you had the strength of twenty men, it would dispatch you straight. There is thy gold, whose poison is men's souls, doing more murders in this loathsome world than those poor com compounds that thou mayst, mayst not sell. I sell thee poison. Thou hast sold me none. 
farewell. Come, cordial and not poison, go with me to Juliet's grave, for there I must use thee. Scene two, Friar Lawrence's cell. Enter Friar John. Holy Franciscan Friar, Brother Hole. This should be the voice of Friar John. <laughs> yeah. Welcome from Mantua. What say Romeo? Or if his mind be writ, give me his letter. Going to find a barefooted brother out of one of our order to associate me here in this city, visiting the sick and finding him, the searchers of this town, suspecting that we both were in a house where the infectious pestilence did reign, sealed up the doors, and would you not let us forth? Oh, so speed thy speed, to Mantua, there was I stayed. <laughs> Who bear my letter then to Romeo? <laughs> I could not send it. Here it is again. <laughs> Nor get a messenger to for it to bring to thee. So fearful were the day of infection. Oh, unhappy fortune. By my brotherhood, the letter was not nice, but full of charge of dear import. And the neglecting of it may do much danger. Friar John, go hence. Get me an iron crow and bring it straight unto my cell. Yeah, sure, you betcha. Brother. <laughs> now Brother. must I to the monument alone. Within three hours will fair Juliet wake. She will beshrew me much that Romeo hath had no notice of these accidents. But I will write again to Mantua and keep her at... My cell till Romeo come, poor living corpse closed in a dead man's tomb. The narrator is crying. <laughs> Scene three, a churchyard. It is in a tomb belonging to the Capulets. Enter Paris and his page, bearing flowers and a torch. <laughs> <clears throat> Give me thy torch, boy, hence and stand aloof. Yet put it out, for I would not be seen. Under yond yew trees lay thee all along. Holding thine ear close to the hollow ground, so shall no foot upon the churchyard tread, being loose, unfirm, with digging up of graves. But thou art, but thou shall hear it. Whistle then to me, as a signal that thou hearest something approach. Give me those flowers. Do as I bid thee. Go. Go. I'm almost afraid to stand alone here in the churchyard. Yet I will adventure. He retires. Sweet flower, with flowers thy bridal bed I strew. Oh, woe, thy canopy is dust and stones, with which, which with... <laughs> Sweet water nightly I will do, or wanting that with tears distilled by moans, the obsequies that I for thee will keep, nightly shall be strew thy grave to weep and weep. 
The boy gives warning, something doth approach. What cursed foot wanders this way tonight to cross my obsequies and love, true love's right with a torch? Muffle me, ni- muffle me, knight, a while. He retires into Romeo and Balthazar with the torch. Give me that matlock and wrenching iron. Hold. Take this letter. Early in the morning, see thou deliver it to thy lord and father. Give me the light. Upon thy life I charge thee. Whate'er thou hearest or seest, stand all aloof, and do not interrupt me in my course. Why I descend into this bed of death is partly to behold my lady's face, but chiefly to take hence from her dead finger a precious ring, a ring that I must use in dear employment. Therefore, hence, be gone! And if thou jealous, dost return to pry in what I further shall intend to do, by heaven I will tear thee joint by joint and strew this hungry churchyard with thy limbs. The time and my intents are savage wild, more fierce and more inexorable far than empty tigers or roaring sea. I will be gone, sir, and not trouble you. So shalt thou show me the friendship. Take thou that, live, be prosperous, and farewell, good fellow. For all the same, I'll hide me hereabout. His looks I fear, and his intents I doubt. He retires. Thou detestable maw, thou womb of death, gorged with the dearest morsel of thy earth, thus I enforce thy rotten jaws to open, and in despite I'll cram thee with more food. He opens the tomb. This... This is that banished haughty Montague that murdered my love's cousin with which grief. It is supposed the fair creature died, and there is come to do some villainous shame to the dead bodies. I will apprehend him. Stop thy unhallowed toil, vile Montague. Can vengeance be pursued further than death? Condemned villain, I do apprehend thee. Obey and go with me, for thou must die. I must indeed, and therefore came I hither. Could gentle youth tempt not a desperate man? Fly hence and leave me. Think upon this gone. Let them flight thee, I beseech thee, youth. Put a not another sin upon my head by urging me to fury. Oh, be gone! By heaven I love thee better than myself. For I come hither armed against myself. Stay not, be gone, live. And hereafter say, a madman's mercy bade thee run away. I do defy thy conjurations, and apprehend thee for a felon here. Wilt thou provoke me? Then have at it thee, boy. They fight. Cling, slash, Cling. Sword, sword noises. Sword noises. Sword noises. Sword noises. Oh, Lord, they fight. I will go call the watch. Oh, oh I am slain. Sorry, scrolling, scrolling. I think it's still you. He falls. I have fallen. It's still your Oh, line. if thou be merciful, open the tomb, lay me with Juliet. Ha! <laughs> Dies. <laughs> In faith I will. Let me peruse this face, Mercutio's kinsman, noble county Paris. What said my man when I betossed soul did not attend him as we rode? 
I think he told me Paris should have married Juliet. Said he not so? Or did I dream it so? Or am I mad hearing him talk of Juliet to think it was so? Give me thy hand, one writ with me and sour misfortune's book. I'll bury thee in triumphant grave. A grave? Oh, no, a lantern. Slaughtered youth, for here lies Juliet, and her beauty makes this vault a feasting presence full of light. Death, lie thou there by a dead man interred. How oft when men are at the point of death have they been merry, which their keepers call a lightning before death. Oh, how I may call this a lightning on oh, my love, my wife. Death that had struck struck the honey of thy breath hath no power yet upon thy beauty. Thou art not conquered. Beauty's in sign yet in crimson in thy lips and thy cheeks. And death's pale flag is not advanced there. Tybalt, liest thou there in thy bloody sheet? Oh, what more favor can I do to thee? And that with thy hand that had cut the youth in twain to sunder his and thine enemy. Forgive me, cousin. Ah, dear Juliet, why art thou so fair? Shall I believe that un unsubstantial death is amorous? And that the lean up horde monster keeps thee in, in dark to his parameter? For fear of that, I will stay with thee and never from this palace or dim night depart again. With worms that, th that are thy chambermaids, O oh, here will I set up my everlasting rest, and shake the yoke of inauspicious stars from the world-wearied world flesh. Eyes, look your last. Arms, take your last embrace. And lips, Oh, the doors of breath seal with a righteous kiss, a dateless bargain to engrossing death. Come, bitter conduct, come, unsavory guide. Thou desperate pilot, now at once run on the dashing rocks, thy seasick, weary bark. Here is to my love. O true apothecary, thy drugs are quick. Thus, with a kiss, I die. Uh, dies. Dies. Oh God. He died. Dying. Oh, well, there goes our announcer. Uh, enter yeah. at the other end of the churchyard, Friar Lawrence, with a large head. No, a large, a lantern, sorry. <laughs> Don't forget my crow. <laughs> and your crow, and a, and a lantern, and a crow, and a spade, and a large head. We're off the rails. Saint Francis be my speed. How oft tonight have my old feet stumbled at graves? Who's there? Here's one, a friend, and one that knows you well. Bliss be upon you. Tell me, good my friend. What torch is yond that vainly lends his light to grubs and eyeless skulls, as I discern it burneth at the Capel's monument? It doth so, holy sir. And there's my master, one that you love. Who is it? Romeo. How long hath he been there? Full half an hour. Go with me to the vault. 
I dare not, sir. My master knows not, but I am gone hence, and fearfully did menace me with death if I did stay to look upon his intents. Stay then. I'll go alone. Fear comes upon me. Oh, much I fear some ill unlucky thing. As I did sleep under this yew tree here, I dreamt my master in another fought, and that my master slew him. Romeo! Alack! Alack! What blood is this which stains the stony entrance of the sepulchre? Does mean these masterless and gory swords to lie discolored by this place of peace? Enters the tomb. Oh. Romeo! Oh, pale, who else? What, Paris too? And steeped in blood? Ah, what an unkind hour is guilty of this lamentable chance. The lady stirs. Juliet wakes. Oh, comfortable friar, where is my lord? I do remember where, well where I should be, and there I am. Where is my Romeo? A noise from outside. <laughs> I hear some noise. Lady, come from that nest of death, contagion and unnatural sleep. A greater power than we can contradict hath thwarted our intents. Come, come away. Thy husband in thy bosom there lies dead, and Paris too. Come, I'll dispose of thee among a sisterhood of holy nuns. Stay not to question, for the watch is coming. Come, go, good Juliet. I dare no longer stay. Go, get thee hence, for I will not away. Exit Friar Lawrence. What's here? A cup close to my true love's hand? Poison, I see, hath been his timeless end. O churl, drunk all, and left no friendly drop to help me after? I will kiss thy lips. Haply some poison yet doth hang on them to make die with restored restorative she kisses him thy lips are warm lead boy which way yay noise then i'll be brief oh happy dagger this is my sh this is thy sheep she stab herself there rust and let me die Die. Die. She did. Die. I'm not crying. You're crying. She <laughs> falls on Romeo's body and dies. Enter the watch with the page in Pierre's. This is the place there where the torch doth burn. The ground is bloody. Search about the churchyard. Go, some of you, wherever you may find a hatch. Pitiful sight. Here lies the county slain and the Juliet bleeding, warm and newly dead. Who here hath lain with these two buried? Go, tell the prince. Run to the Capulets, raise up the Montagues, and some other search. We see the ground whereon these woes do lie. But, but the true ground of all these piteous woes we cannot without circumstance descry. Re-enter two watchmen with Balthazar. Probane from Dunland. Ah, uh, well, here's Romeo's man. We found him in the churchyard. 
Hold him in safely till the prince come hither. More people enter with Friar Lawrence. Here is a friar that trembles, sighs, and weeps. We took this mattock and this spade from him, as like an egregious slag he was coming from this churchyard side. A great suspicion, say the friar too. Enter the prince with attendants. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I lost the prince hat. <laughs> what misadventure is so early up that calls our person from our morning's rest? Enter Lord Capulet, Lady Capulet, and others. What should it be that they so shriek abroad? The people in the street. The people in the street cry Romeo. Some Juliet and some Paris, and all run with open outcry toward our monument. What fear is this which startles in our ears? Sovereign. <laughs> Here lies the county Paris slain, and Romeo dead, and Juliet dead before, warm and new killed. Search, seek, and know how this foul murder comes. Here is the friar and slaughtered Romeo's man, with instruments upon them fit to open these dead men's tombs. Oh, heavens! Oh, wife, look how our daughter bleeds! This dagger hath mistaken, for lo, his house is empty on the back of Montague, and it missheathed in my daughter's bosom. Oh, me! This sight of death is as a bell that warns my old age to a sepulchre. Come, Montague, for thou art early up to see thy son and heir more early down. Alas, my liege, my wife is dead tonight. Grief of my son's exile hath stopped her breath. What further woe conspires against mine age? Look, and thou shalt see. Oh, thou untaught, what manners is in this? To press before thy father to a grave? Seal up the mouth of outrage for a while, till we can clear these ambiguities, and know their spring, their head, their true descent. And then I will be general of your woes, and lead you even to death, meantime forbear, and let mischance be slave to patience. Bring forth the parties of suspicion. Oh, I'm I a am... prince. God dang it, wrong. Do you want to reread that? You good? <laughs> Seal up the... It's the same voice. <laughs> <laughs> just, just switch the hat in your head and we're good. <laughs> gotcha. I am the greatest, able to do least, yet most suspected, at the time and place doth make against me of this direful murder. And here I stand both to impeach and purge myself condemned and myself excused. Then say at once what thou dost know in this. I will be brief, for my short date of breath is not so long as is a tedious tale. Romeo, there dead, was husband to that Juliet, and she, there dead, that Romeo's faithful wife, I married them, and their stolen marriage day was Tybalt's doomsday, whose untimely death banished the newly made bridegroom from the city, and whom, and not for Tybalt, Juliet pined. 
you to remove that siege of grief from her, betrothed, and would have married her perforce. And with wild looks bid me devise some mean to rid her from this second marriage, or in my cell there would she kill herself. Then I gave her, so tutored by my art, a sleeping potion, which so took effect as I intended, for it wrought on her the form of death. Meantime, I writ to Romeo that he should hither come as this dire night to help to take her from her borrowed grave, being the time the potion's force should cease. But he which bore my letter, Friar John, was stayed by accident, and yesternight returned my letter back. Then all alone, at the prefixed hour of her waking, came I to take her from her kindred's vault, meaning to keep her closely at my cell, till I conveniently could send to Romeo. But when I came, some minute ere the time of her awakening, here untimely lay the noble Paris and the true Romeo dead. She wakes, and I entreat her come forth and bear this work of heaven with patience. But then a noise did scare me from the tomb, and she was too desperate, would not go with me, but as it seems did violence on herself. All this I know, and to the marriage her nurse is privy, and if aught in this miscarried by my fault, let my old life be sacrificed some hour before this time unto the rigor of severest law. We still have known thee for a holy man. Where's Romeo's man? What can he say in this? I brought my master news of Juliet's death, and then in post he came from Mantua to this same place, to this same monument. This letter he early bid me, bid me give his father, and threatened me with death, going in the vault. I departed not, and left him there. Give me the letter. I will look on it. Where is the county's page that raised the watch? Sirrah, what made your master in this place? He, he came with flowers to strew his lady's grave and bid me stand aloof, and I did. Anon comes one with light to open the tomb, and by and by my master drew on him, and then I ran away to call the watch. This letter doth make good the friar's words, their course of love, the tidings of her death, and here he writes that he did buy a poison of a poor apothecary, uh, oh, of a poor apothecary, and therewithal came to this vault to die and lie with Juliet, where be these enemies, Capulet, Montague, see what a scourge is laid upon your hate, that heaven finds means to kill your joys with love and I, for winking at your discords too, have lost a brace of kinsmen, all are punished. Sorry. Oh, brother Montague, give me thy hand. This is my daughter's jointure, for no more can I demand. But I can give thee more, for I will raise her statue in pure gold, that while Verona by that name is known, there shall no figure at such rate be set as that of true and faithful Juliet. As rich shall Romeo's by his ladies lie, 
poor sacrifices of our enmity. A glooming peace this morning with it brings. The sun, for sorrow, will not show his head. Go hence, to have more talk of these sad things. Some shall be pardoned, and some punished. For never was a story of more woe than this of Juliet and her Romeo. This concludes the part two of Romeo and Juliet performed by the questionable actors of the Modern Romantic Magazine and Company Incorporated, blah, blah, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't remember exactly what I said at the beginning. Fabuloso. Fabuloso. Um, and hilariously played by us. Thank you for joining us for this week's hilarious but tragic tale. Uh, please stay tuned for a brief Q&A session after, uh, after this stream. Um, final reminder, please don't forget to follow us on Twitch. Uh, we do have a social media bot and a night bot that is circulating with our socials. Um, please don't forget to tip the mods. All of the proceeds, uh, when you click the link to tip the mods, go directly to the mods. They do not pass code. They do not click 200 extra dollars. They go directly to the mods. Um, and finally... Thank you all so much for coming tonight. This It was such a pleasure to have all of you in our stream here. We really couldn't do this without you. Um, sincerely, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. My hair's stuck in the crown. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I can't oh, no. take it off all the way. She can't get out of character. <laughs> I will always be the prince. There, I think I got it. Thank you guys so much. This was so fun. Um, Monday night and tonight were just great joys in my life. I don't know about yours. Hopefully yours too. And I look forward to doing this again. So if you follow our Twitch channel, you'll be notified of when we go live. But um, follow us on social media and we'll tell you in advance. So you'll know um, in advance when we're going to do this again. We were, we were originally going to make Chris Juliet. Uh, some of you know him oh. as Mr. Hunter. <laughs> However, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, he should have gotten the part. I, I <laughs> um, you know, it was it was kind of a toss up between like what the audience would connect with and be familiar with versus maybe what we could play with, and we weren't sure. You know, we haven't done this before, so. Um, for the first one, I, we kind of just decided to keep most of it traditional. Um, so that's how we chose. And then the rest was kind of like um, line volume. You know, if someone had little, I put together all the little parts and figured out how much that was compared to some of the bigger parts and tried to keep it even as much as I could. That was about it. We didn't expect each other to do what we did because we had almost no conversations in advance with each other. Fire John really, really stole the show. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that, that was that awesome. That an accent, don't you know? That was great. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't I have to read next to that. <laughs> yeah, if we had... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, if we had Mercutio and you together oh. in the same scene, oh. that would be fun. <laughs> that I would have had fun. a hard time keeping keeping in character with that going on. 
What's really funny is I'm actually from Texas. Uh, so it's really funny that you, Chris, were doing like a very like Southern Texas sort of accent. And then I was doing this like Midwestern accent. So it's like we swap places. Exactly. <laughs> One question was what's next? Um, well, I imagine we're all going to go wind down and go to bed. But um, as far as, <laughs> as far as, I know you didn't mean that. I'm just being silly. Um, I don't know. We I was looking at other plays actually. Um, we'll we'll have to see. I I we have nothing planned. I've got at least seven more hats that I haven't used yet. So I mean, we're ready to go for for Emily's next assignment. <laughs> to be or not to be, that is the question. We might but do all Hamlet. In Southern accent. Hamlet would Southern be one of them. Whether yeah. tis nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, or to take up arms against a sea of troubles and by opposing end them. And here I was just trying to find my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think a comedy might be in order, although I feel like we made this one, which was sort of the goal. We didn't want it to be too heavy and dark it, as much as it already is. So I think Hamlet would be good. I think Midsummer Night's Dream might be good. Love Midsummer. Yeah. Yes, yes the comedy of Hamlet would be great. Oh, geez. We're yeah. always open to suggestions <laughs> if anybody has any, too. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. Take some uh, suggestions from whatever audience is... Uh, uh, it does, yeah, listen. it doesn't have to be Shakespeare. Yeah. No. We're not the Shakespeare channel. I think Frog and Toad are friends was kind of in the next. Uh... <laughs> I like that. Oh yes, I'm I'm loving that idea. <laughs> Especially that new book they came out with. They came out with a new book that's like Frog and Toad dealing with today's problems, and it's like working from home and getting your Wi-Fi to work and your Zoom call to work and your cell oh, phone. It's things like that. It's, I kind of wish they hadn't done that. They should have just let them live in the past. Just let them stay there happily. I agree. It's some I'm, other I'm author that... that one, Abby. <laughs> um, one of the things I remember was Toad got, like, begrudgingly got out of bed and changed to his... It changed into his, his work, work pajamas. pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> there, I am ready for my day. Right. He just changed from one pair to the other. So we are available on a variety of different platforms. Um, Twitch, we've got Pinterest out there. Yes, we see you Pinterest individuals. We're there on TikTok. Uh, we will not be doing any of the popular TikTok dances, but we uh, do have a presence on TikTok. Um, I know, I know, Julie, I know that just hurts your soul so much, and I'm so sorry. I had my ring light ready and everything so I could do this whole thing they do on TikTok. I don't know Ooh, what it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but fine, we're not doing any of that tonight. Okay, I get it. <laughs> uh, but we are on Facebook, we're on Twitch, we're on YouTube. You can find clips um, even after tonight's stream. Um, I will echo Julie's and Emily's Thank you, 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 thank you for watching and sharing sincerely. And thank you to Abigail. Like, can we just get like say thank you for stepping in as our Julia tonight? Thank you. 
Great so, job. It was, um, it was a lot of fun having you join us. Thank you, yes, guys. Thank I you. Like here. This is great. My mom says that she can't comment, but she wanted to say that everyone did a great job and she really enjoyed it. So, thank you. Mom. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks Mom. <laughs> yep, thank you. <laughs> thank you guys for coming and thank you for joining us and thank you for all your help and support. We love you. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye.